0: This is Anchor LA, a daily podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and daily encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Thursday, the 19th of October 2017. Health officials in San Diego tallied another death linked to a massive Hepatitis A outbreak, bringing the total number of fatalities to 19. The updated data also saw an increase in the number of San Diego's confirmed cases, with the total now surpassing 500. The outbreak has spread to Los Angeles counties as well and has prompted Governor Jerry Brown to declare a state of emergency in order to provide easier access to vaccines. This is the largest person-to-person outbreak recorded since the vaccine was introduced in 1996. The outbreak has largely affected the homeless population and illicit drug users, with health officials moving to sanitize downtown San Diego streets. Hepatitis A can cause fever, fatigue, abdominal pain, and other symptoms, while it does not typically prove fatal it can kill those with a compromised liver or weakened immune systems. Paramedics in the area have been officially authorized to administer vaccines in an effort to stop the disease from spreading further. China is reportedly preventing users of the country's top messaging app from altering certain aspects of its platform. WeChat, which has more than 800 million registered users, is specifically barring its users from changing their nickname, tagline, or profile picture until the end of October. This according to the Daily Caller news agency, which went on to report that the features are an inherent part of any messaging platform, but they will be suspended presumably due to the fact that people often use them to convey support or protest, much like Facebook. This comes as the country's Communist Party is set to convene for its biggest event in five years, and it's not just WeChat. People in China are finding that another messaging client, WhatsApp, simply will not work for the time being on any network in China censorship in china is not new the country is known for constraining freedoms on the internet the chinese government directed telecommunications companies to block their users from accessing virtual private networks authorities later sentenced a man to nine months in jail for helping people circumvent government-mandated blocks on the internet by selling vpns Born in the German-speaking community of Strasbourg, North Dakota in 1903, Lawrence Welk decided on a career in music and persuaded his father to buy a mail-order accordion for $400. That's equivalent to over $4,000 today, but he promised his father that he would work on the family farm until he was 21 in repayment for the accordion and true to his word, on his 21st birthday after having paid for the accordion, he left the family farm to pursue a career in music. During the 1920s, he performed with various bands before starting his own orchestra. He led big bands in North Dakota and Eastern South Dakota, and after multiple tours and record signings, Lawrence Welk settled in Los Angeles in 1951 and began producing The Lawrence Welk Show on KTLA in Los Angeles, where it was broadcast from the Aragon Ballroom in Venice Beach. The show became a local hit and was picked up by national network ABC in June of 1955. Welk had a number of instrumental hits, including his highest charting record, Calcutta, which achieved hit status in 1961. Despite its older generation reputation, The Lawrence Welk Show kept up with the times and never limited itself strictly to music of the big band era. During the 1960s and 1970s, the show incorporated material by some contemporary sources, but always arranged in a format that was easily digestible to older viewers. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, the national networks began eliminating programming that was seen as having either too old an audience, or did not appeal to urban viewers. And so, ABC's Lawrence Welk Show was cancelled in 1971. However, the Lawrence Welk Show continued as a syndicated program, shown on 250 stations across the country. While many longtime TV shows suffered a serious ratings drop during the countercultural movements of the late 1960s, the Lawrence Welk so survived largely intact and even had increased viewership during this time. The final original show was produced in 1982 when Lawrence Welk decided to retire and ten years later at the age of 89, Lawrence Welk passed away in Santa Monica, California. But his legacy lives on in the form of public television reruns of show segments and a vast library of music from his shows and band. We The Bible is today not considered to be much more than a book by many people, even some who proclaim to be Christians. The power of the scripture is denied and considered non-existent, especially in dealing with the deeper aspects of the heart and mind. Some may admit the Bible may be helpful for certain superficial or spiritual problems, but they follow up with the belief that God's word is simply too simplistic and inadequate may be archaic for the more complex or psychological issues of modern man. Instead, they pursue fulfillment in material things, they seek knowledge in science and inconsistent theories, and they hunt for truth in man's own conclusions. Culture today turns to other men for advice, help, and wisdom, but all unbiblical psychology methods can even hope to do in reality is to modify external behavior. It cannot redeem and transform the soul, which is a mandate for true solutions. Only God can do that through the power of His Word. Psalm 19 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The psalmist refers to the Bible as the law of the Lord. It is the sum of God's instruction to man. God's Word defines what we believe, what we are, what we do. The psalmist also says the law of the Lord is perfect. The Hebrew word used there speaks of its wholeness, its completeness or sufficiency. Commentator Albert Barnes wrote that scripture lacks nothing for its completeness, nothing in order that it might be what it should be. It is complete as a revelation of divine truth. It is complete as a rule of conduct. It is absolutely true. It is adapted with consummate wisdom to the needs of man. It is an unerring guide of conduct. There is nothing there which would lead men in error or sin. There is nothing essential for man to know which may not be found there. That analysis of God's Word is antithetical to today's progressive Christianity, which is not Christianity at all. It flies in the face of those chipping away at inerrancy and sufficiency of scripture. Man's reasoning is imperfect, but God's Word is perfect, containing everything necessary for our spiritual life. It is so comprehensive that it truly can restore our soul. The Bible converts, revives, refreshes, and it transforms every aspect of our being to mold and to sape us precisely into the person that God wants us to be. May we not look to and trust in powerless, man-made substitutes when God's word is perfectly equipped to minister to our every need. 2 Corinthians 10 reminds us, "...for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses." Spiritual warfare is fought with spiritual weapons, not fleshly techniques, theories, or therapies. How firm a foundation ye saints of the Lord Is laid for your faith in his excellent word What more can he say than to you he hath said To you who for refuge to Jesus have faith Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time, from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.